what up what up what's going on everybody shot caller crew back in the building with my boy timmy d we are enjoying the nba playoffs i hope everybody else is uh my man timmy d what's going on brother benny i'm great man i'm happy to be talking some hoops um yes sir you know through some of the other last minute last week talking about the lottery with my guy jt smith from front office news hope you guys give him a follow after he was on our shows last week that was a lot JT's, of fun jt man yeah, J, jt's a boss man yeah he he's he's awesome yeah so that was a good time but i'm happy back with the og crew talking well we're without odellis tonight but that's yeah. that's okay it's um, all good all good i know shawnee mac will be making his return soon as well so you know that guy you know he he plans a lot of vacation you know what I mean? like yeah. <laughs> that yeah guy likes his vacation you know what i mean but it's he all does. good he does it's, it's uh you know what i mean vacation is what makes work work and vacation vacation so you know what i mean it's 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 definitely always that's right so but man we are in the midst of playoffs and, and tim we were talking just before we got on air and he was talking about just the playoffs from hell and, and not that it's been a bad playoffs but like injuries the injury bug i mean it started off with the lakers and anthony davis lebron wasn't fully healthy you know, then you get uh, Kyrie Irving, James Harden starts off the playoffs uh, hurting a hamstring. It's just been a full like gamut of, of just different things and different teams that have been plagued by the injury bug. You know, Devin Booker breaks the nose, and you got COVID protocols, you got all kinds of things going on, and it's been kind of crazy. So the latest one is is Trey Young. Trey Young is out tonight versus the Bucks. Um, I don't know if people saw it, but uh, the other night he was stepping back uh, after a shot and stepped on the referee's foot, turning his ankle. So uh, Trey Young is out tonight, uh, which stinks because, of course, you know, this has been a pretty competitive series. And Trey, Trey Young's played, you know, pretty well. And they're actually up 15-5 right now. Um, but Trey Young has played well. Um, and obviously he's the leader of that team, but to see him go down, um, it'll be interesting to see uh, if the Bucks take advantage or if Atlanta, Atlanta rallies around like they are right now, up 10 early, um, to see how that's going to go. Um, Tim, explain to me what, what is going on in these playoffs with all the injuries, the injury plague. And I know LeBron came out earlier in the playoffs and said, you know, squeezing the season is crazy. Now, I'm not saying that happened to Trey. Trey? That was very unfortunate. He stepped on the rest foot. But all these other injuries that we've had going on, like, like what is going on? Is LeBron correct? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Everyone listens. <laughs> His best friend's the NBA PA, the MBPA president. Right. I mean, <laughs> I, mean I, I, I mean, here's my thing. I don't think anything moves in the NBA without LeBron. Proof. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. If, if, if they were like, no, we're going to make it 60 games. And he was like, no, we're not doing 60 games. Okay. How about 70? He's like, uh, maybe they're like, okay, we'll settle on 72. He's like, perfect. Let's do that. Like nothing moves without LeBron saying it moves. You know yeah. what I mean? And there have been certain guys in the league that have been that way. You know, of course, I mean, Jordan was that way. Magic was that way. Bird was that way. LeBron, um, I would think Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, of course, who is the, the NBA president, um, as far as uh, Players Association. I don't think things happen without those guys' approval. So 
Yeah, that's that's my point. Is yeah, I mean, you heard about in the bubble when they talked about like going home, like the Barack Obama was like, yeah, LeBron and Chris Paul called me and we talked. I'm like, yeah. if Obama is like <laughs> talking to you about like, right. yeah, you could have like, yeah, I love LeBron. We all know this, you know. Yeah. I mean, I got a Wheaties box right behind me, but come on, folks, like, yeah, we know better than this. No, I, I agree. <laughs> yeah, so I agree. Um, you know, sir, I do certainly think injuries definitely played a part for those, you know, LA, Boston, Miami, um, Denver teams. I think, you know, mm-hmm. that certainly played a part, but you know, when it's like, well, the injuries are what caused all this stuff and like, you know, all that shortened season, the bubble and like, what the hell is Atlanta's excuse then that DeAndre Hunter and Trey Younger hurt? Like they weren't in the bubble, right. you know, like, right. you know, and, um, you know, I certainly get like those guys like just got a random pop up of um, getting ready for like a season and all, and I, I totally get that, and I'm sure that mm-hmm. definitely played a part. But um, yeah, I think that it's certainly been frustrating and difficult because you look at you know like we feel like we were robbed. Um, yep. You know, the world yep. wanted the you know the world the NBA community wanted the Lakers Nets finals because it went to see who was really the best between these two teams, and we didn't get that and. I think that really kind of just is a damper, but at the same point um, for the casual NBA fan, yeah, this might not be the most exciting finals because you're not getting the teams that you read about every day, but for guys who really love the league, like this is fresh blood. This is absolutely, this is a peak of what life will be like post LeBron and Durant. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what we are going to see. Um, so yeah. I like it in a sense, you know, I hate, obviously I root for the Lakers. I would love to see them competing for another title right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just wasn't in the cards this year. You know, that's just because LeBron James went to the finals nine of 11 years. Like that's pretty freaky. Like, you know, it's yeah. not something that's normal. So no. not having it, you know, you've almost, you're, you're spoiled at a point, um, but mm-hmm. getting to your point of, you know, I forgot about Kawhi too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, which, by the way, what do you think of that whole thing with him? Like everyone like getting pissy that he's not on the bench. Um, I, I think people want Kawhi to be somebody that he's not. Yes, I agree. You know what I mean? I, I think that I think that Kawhi is is a guy that it, and people have said this. I don't think he worries about leadership. I don't think he worries about being the guy. I don't think he worries about any of that stuff. I think he only worries about what is going to affect Kawhi. And I'm not saying that that he is a selfish person because no, you saw in Toronto. I mean. Their leader is Kyle Lowry, and he and those guys rallied around Kawhi. And that's not saying that Kawhi was this big leader or rah rah guy, but they let Kawhi be Kawhi. You know, Kawhi doesn't. You know, he's not in the media. He's not going to do all types of different things. He wants to play basketball, shoot New Balance commercials. You know what I mean? He barely uh, wants to do that, you know? and he barely <laughs> wants to do that. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I think that guy just wants to play basketball, hang out with his family, and. and make sure everybody's cool as far as his family wise. I, I think that's, that's his goal. All that other stuff that, I mean, you've seen that with his teammates, like, you know, those guys will, you know, try to rile up, get excited. Like he just, that's just not him. So yeah. for him to be in the box, like I'm, I wasn't surprised by that. Like that just, that's a cool why Leonard move. I mean, he just isn't going to sit on the bench. That's just not his thing. <laughs> no, yeah. So. I, I'm the same. I'm the same point as you. Like, I do think it would look better personally yeah, if, yeah, yeah. if he's on the bench. Sure. Mm-hmm. But like, the, but like also I don't think he necessarily like cares and I think no. that, that's fine. Look, like mm-hmm. I see a bunch of people getting all pissy about this and like, you know, 
he's not a real leader. This and that. It's like, first off, who the hell are you to call someone right. a real leader, not a real leader? Exactly. Like, I exactly. hate that. I hate yeah. that. Hate it. You know, like, yeah. and there's also like, they're like, yeah, but he's at halftime. He's in the locker room every, every, you know, every half. And he's talking mm-hmm. to the guys like, so like, maybe that's his way. I don't know. But I think I, I agree with what you said. Like, um, I think Toronto let him be his authentic self and you just saw mm-hmm. the benefits the team had. Mm-hmm. And if he's just, you know, can't play, can't play. And that sucks. But, you know, I think that that's just kind of part of like the thing. Um, but uh, you know, get back to what I was saying is like, you know, just all the injuries and just, it's a lot of like series of unfortunate events. Uh, the one team who was super healthy, didn't even make it to the final, the conference finals. And that was Utah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that was weird, but yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's definitely disappointing because you want to get like a full healthy playoffs. So you want to see teams at their best and you can't. And so right. it's really frustrating. Yeah, it, it truly is. And even, even in the, the sense of the Clippers, like, you know, you expect them, we expected them once the Nets went down, I expected them to be the team. Now, and I know I that, think I picked them to win it in like. Yeah, April. I think so. But, you know, Kawhi goes down um, and, you know, Kawhi goes down, he gets injured. Um, you know, you get Reggie Jackson, who who has been, a, I mean, he's been amazing. You get all these different guys stepping up and you get a guy like, you get a guy like uh, PG you know, who they have ridiculed, they've slandered, playoff P, you know, blah, 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 this, that, and the other. And that guy's been phenomenal. <laughs> hey, he's been phenomenal. And and I think I said this in the text message. It's hard for a guy to come in being the Robin to a Batman like Kawhi, and then all of a sudden like, oh, hey, you're, you're Batman now. He's like, uh, uh, okay, okay, cool. Like, sure. let's. You know what I mean? So it, I, I think that part is difficult, but he's done a really great job of leading that team and, and doing the things that he needed to do. And Rachel Nichols put out a, an awesome tweet about the, the PG slander. Like, like she's like, I don't understand why people choose to slander Paul George. Like he hasn't done everything he's needed to do to try to win this series. Like that, that to me, I mean, is a perfect example of, you know, people that are sitting behind keyboards being like, oh, well, he's this, he's that. And and I, and I get that because of, of previous performances. But, like, he has – there's there should be no complaint this year about the way Paul George has played because he's been outstanding. Yeah, he has. Um, you know, he's been terrific, obviously. There's a reason the Clippers are in the Western Conference Finals right now. Mm-hmm. And just the way he's kind of picked his game up and elevated himself, it looks like a lot like that Oklahoma City – uh paul george yeah where you're yep. like oh okay cool oh, yeah oh there there it is there yeah it is. so yeah. it's been really it's been really good to see uh my issue with paul george is never his basketball skills by any means yeah. um it was that he likes to play the victim and like yeah even like yesterday he's like i'm definitely the most scrutinized player and i'm like buddy no you're not just play basketball no. this is going great man like yep. just let's just keep watching you play like hoop and do well and you're the reason that right now the team is probably the best team in the western conference is you know not has not won the series yet like you you did the thing uh yeah but also i think that um you know this is kind of the this kind of gives the clippers a glimpse now don't get me wrong i'm not coming out here to say like they're gonna let paul they're gonna let Kawhi walk in the year because of paul george like they're gonna do everything possible to sign him as they should 
Mm-hmm. But if something happens where they can't come to terms, they know they've got something here. Absolutely. Because, you know, we said at the beginning of the playoffs, like, if the Clippers lose, like, you know, Paul George is getting traded. He's a scapegoat. That's what's going to yep. happen. But now he's kind of showing, like, you know, why, like, they're, you know, why you, you go for him and do so much mm-hmm. for him. Um, I think another thing, too, is we've got to give a ton of credit to Ty Lue. Oh, man. I think he's just been tremendous. Gosh. Um, you know, because I used to you know think- what? And, and, and to, your, to your point, like, when he did this in Cleveland, I, I, I mean, I gave him credit, but it was like, nah, we, all, we all did the same thing. Yeah, we all did the same thing. But, dude, watching him coach this team now, like, like you got to give him credit. Got to give him credit. Completely outcoached Quinn Snyder. Absolutely. Completely outcoached him. And then, like, the Clippers, you know, like, when people are like, oh, they let Doc go and they got Ty Lue. Like, it's looking smart. And, you know, the Sixers could have had Ty Lue, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. So, it's like, yeah, he's uh, he's been great. He's been an awesome coach. Yeah. Um, you know, he's made so, all the right decisions. And... Yeah, absolutely. So, a little bit uh, sidetracked, Doc Rivers. What What is your and, – and we can make this brief. What is your, What are your thoughts on why Doc Rivers – doesn't seem to be able to get get to where we think they should be in the playoffs. His teams always seem to uh, disappoint, um, always seem to not reach potential. Well, really quick, why do you think that's the case? I think a lot of it's adjustments. I think a lot of it is um, – I don't blame Doc Rivers for the Ben Simmons meltdown, mm-hmm. but there's certainly things he could have done better. Mm-hmm. You know, it seems like he's like um, – He's Dusty Baker in a sense of like, yeah, he really loves his veteran guys. Yep. If yep. Got to, you know, if he's got this rookie that's playing hot, like that's great. He'll use them when he can, when he can, but you know, he's got Scott. Oh, what a great days. analogy. Dusty Baker. He is. He's Dusty Baker. He sure is. Yeah. You know, he's got, it's like, you know, he's got this, this hot hitting guy at the, at the hot corner, but he's got Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland's yep. going to play because he's been there for a while. Yeah. You see that a lot like this year, especially. It was like, you know, in the Sixers year, like when they were losing, I was like, why do you have Tyrese Maxey? What are you doing with him? Yep. Furman Corkmans is getting all these minutes. And I'm not saying right. he's a player, but like <laughs> at least Tyrese Maxey can get you a bucket. Like, yes, he can. So I'm sitting, I'm sitting there like watching Corkmans play and he's guarding fucking like, who did they lose to? What's the Bucks? Yeah. Uh, no, they lost to uh, Atlanta. No, Atlanta's who And I'm like, to. I'm like sitting there watching this guy like try to guard like these like you know big bat like these big wings for the Hawks. I'm like, mm-hmm. this guy, prospering an <laughs> NBA player, but come on. So like right. you know, and I think the you know, like you and I would text during the six like during that series. I'm like, for the love of God, why don't you just put Embiid on the block and let him work? He's like, yes! oh Joel, top of the key, shoot a three, man. Yeah, and it's like, yeah. And then you sit there and wonder why you lost. And it's like, right. Yeah, I mean, even with Ben Simmons, like. Like, you know Ben Simmons is not a threat to shoot anything outside of 10 feet. Put him on the block, put him on the wing where he can operate, and tell him to go to work. He had guys guarding who were like 6'4", 6'5". Like, yeah. get him on the block, let him distribute from the block, and go from there. I'm like, yeah. you know he's not going to hit jump shots. Let him be Jokic for a little bit and just see if it yes. helps your team. See if it helps Let him life. distribute. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying he is Jokic. I mean, Jokic is probably right, 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 for right, a reason. Right. But at that same point, it's like. You but know, I think they, I think they have the idea that they want him to be one thing, but he's just not that. Like, 
Like he's not that guy. Like put him, put him in a block position. Put him. It's kind of like it's kind of like it's weird, but it's almost like how the Bucks use Giannis. Like Giannis is he he goes in the post. They give him the ball at the top up the top of the key at the free throw line and let him go to work. I'm like he don't have to shoot jump shots. I'm pretty sure Ben Simmons can beat most guards to the basket with his size yes. and wingspan and get to where he wants to be. Let him go to work there. And then when people start to double, then you can kick. Then you can play high-low with him and Embiid, or you can switch it. Like, like I, I don't understand why you're trying to make him this one thing when he's not that thing. You know, he's not going to be a jump shooter. I don't care how many open gym videos you watch. That's not going to be him. It's never going to be I hate those. I hate yeah. those. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, he's not going to, you know, you come down and watch him hit an open, open gym three in a YMCA. I'm like, okay, cool. th- those guys could never guard him in a million years. Like, like make him make him the player that he can be because he's athletic enough he's definitely got enough skill as far as ball handling and and post you know getting those skills where he can do things like that and not put him at the top of the key so when they swing to him the guy that's guarding him is sitting all the way in the paint like like you're not helping anybody you're like, oh, when did they start playing a pack line defense in the NBA? Right, they're playing a pack line against Ben Simmons. It, you know what I mean? So it's, you know, I, I don't It's know. It's but, so bad, Nick. It is, man. Especially because, like, you watch, like, Booker, and it's like, yeah. they're, like, throwing everything at him, and he's still making baskets with a freaking yep. mask on, like, being Rip yep. Hamilton. Um, yeah. You're, like, making that point about open gym videos made me laugh really hard and because it made me think about, you remember a couple of years ago, when Booker had that one where he's like, oh, we're, we're double teaming an open gym. And oh, like, yeah. Joe Kim Noah's Joe like, Noah? yeah, we are. I guess. <laughs> he's like, nah, man. He's like, I don't play like that. He's like, we're just yeah. going to work on our games. And Noah's like, no, we're, we're going to do that. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going to double team you in an open gym. <laughs> like, look at him <laughs> now, man. A game away from the finals. Like, <laughs> love yeah, it. It, it's, it was crazy, man. It, you know. So I, you know, I, I know that Doc Rivers, I mean, I'm not saying that he's a bad coach. I, I, I do like Doc Rivers and it, you know, the Dusty Baker point is a great point. Like he's a, he's a player's coach. He loves his veterans, but gosh, man, like, like put your, try to put your guys in better. And then you come out and they're like, can you win a championship with Ben Simmons? He's like, I don't know. You're like, that's not the answer that you want to put yeah. out there, dude. Like, I mean, like, like that may be the right answer. But like protect your God, man. Protect and be too. And he's like, you know, we, the turning point was when and you can tell it's like, oh, right, yeah. I mean, I th- it, yeah, yeah. I think, uh, just, man, just Ben bad, Simmons man. is just like he, he played bad. Let's not he did. let's not he take did. away, you know. But like, yeah, he did. Also, he's not this bad. Like, I really no. do not believe he's this bad of a player. He's a three-time All Star. Like, yeah, it he's feels- not that bad. It feels like the Dallas Mavericks Miami Heat series when LeBron kind of just crashed. Yep. And then 2012, yep. he comes out and you know he's got the extended off season and he was a bat out of hell. Yep. Yep. And I hope that for Ben Simmons because I, I as, as I mean I think as a player he has a certain skill set that most people don't have, and I think that once they figure out how to use him in that skill set, I think that he'll be a monster once again. He, you know, for for that kid, I felt bad for him because I do feel like he took a, a lot of the blame, most he of did. the blame, all of the blame. For, the for, for the from the franchise and the fans. Yeah, from everybody. Yeah, so I, I do hope he has a bounce back here because I, I do think he's a a, a a very skilled player and, and can do those things. So I think hopefully he'll look he really good. In Bull, I think he'll look really good in a Bulls jersey. Oh, uh, you will look really good in a Bulls jersey. 
he looked good in the Pacers jersey too. If they they yeah. want to mess around and hand him over to him. I would I would definitely take it. Yeah, I like um, I dream nightly about like Lonzo Ball or Ben Simmons running the Bulls offense, and I'm like, I know, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know, maybe Dame. Chris Haynes has released this stuff about Dame potentially being unhappy. It's like, hmm. I, I know, yeah, it, it it's crazy, it's crazy. So the other uh, the other series that we're talking about, uh, Phoenix and the Clippers. Phoenix is on the brink, uh, up three two. Uh, had an opportunity at home to close it out. And uh, the Clippers, of course, we talked about playoff P and, and he played outstanding, just, you know, uh, was, was just a man on a mission. He's been, he's been unreal. And, and to give credit to to the other guys too, man, like Reggie Jackson, uh, the Morris oh, yeah. twin. I mean, these guys have been playing really well also. So, um, but, but the Phoenix Suns, you dealt with the Chris Paul, um, COVID issue. You dealt with Devin Booker breaking the nose. Um, I want to get your thoughts on what What do you think? What do you think it'll take for these Suns to be able to make it to the to the finals um, and win this last game of the Clippers? And I want to get your thoughts on if you think it's going to end in six or you think the Clippers will push it to seven. I definitely think it's going to go seven. Um, okay. I just think that both teams are playing so well right now. I mean, I know mm-hmm. last night's game was 14 points, but if you look at this at the you know, you look at the summary sheet, it wasn't like they were like the Clippers had an outstanding first quarter and that yeah. was like the difference in the whole game. Um yep. really I thought the Suns played fairly well. I think they, you know, Paul George was just lights out, but um it certainly has like a big fight feel. It like just has this like we got the first round, they got, you know, yep. just back and forth and it yep. just kind of, it feels like a heavyweight fight, man. It's like um yeah. It's so, a slugfest, dude. It is. It's a slugfest. And, and you can tell it in, in the way it's starting to get. It started off um, as as pleasant, but now it's really getting chippy. I mean, you're mm-hmm. seeing you're seeing Pat Bev, you know, and, and Chris Paul. Uh, you're seeing Booker getting, you know, Booker ain't – them lanes ain't as free as they were before. Booker's getting shots. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? Paul George is being aggressive. I mean, you, you're starting to see some of that, you know, uh, some of that chippiness that that usually are going, you know, these teams are fighting for the finals. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, I think a big part, obviously, was the fact that the Suns didn't get a ton from their bench. Um, Cam, Cam Johnson yeah. played pretty well, but they've relied a lot on Cameron Payne, which I can't yep. believe I'm saying that in 2021. I know. Um, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> when he was on the Bulls, people were like, I don't know if he's actually an NBA player. Myself included. I think there's probably episodes in the archives you can go back to where I'm like, probably like, he probably. sucks. He's terrible. <laughs> you know, like, it's probably out there, but, um, you know, you grow up. So <laughs> I'm sure there's probably episodes too where I'm like, Ty Lou can't do anything without oh, LeBron. Oh, absolutely. You know I mean? Absolutely. I don't, I'm yeah. sure we've got playoff piece slander on there too. So I mean, oh, I, it, I 100% know I do. I yeah, know you I do. A, you know. You grow, you adapt, you change. You know what I mean? That's yeah. what we do here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, you know, there's they've been getting a lot of big minutes from guys like Tory Craig, Cam Johnson, Campaign, like those guys. Um, I can't believe they play Dario Sarge as much as they do, and they're still yeah, winning. he played it's, a lot. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, yeah, but I, I do think I mean, the Suns should win this without Kawhi. Like, they should be able to end this tomorrow night and just move on. Um, now how will they do against say the Bucks in the finals? I don't know. That's yeah, that's a challenge amongst itself. But um, 
because I think I picked, I think I picked the Bucks to win in five and the Suns to win in six. Mm-hmm. But now I'm like watching the Clippers like you know last night and it's like, oh this is a this is a seven gamer like this is a yeah. this is it yeah um so I just think it's it's been a terrific series uh, I think both teams have just kind of like thrown their best and I think both teams have done a good job making adjustments and I think a lot of that goes to uh, how good of a you know Monty's coached a really good series and so mm-hmm. is Ty Lue and I think um you know I was always super high on DeAndre Ayton I was kind of blown away how many people weren't. And yeah. so seeing him play so well has been great. Um, you know, you can make a case right now that he, so we talk about big men all the time, you know, you bring up Davis and bead, you know, Yo, mm-hmm. those are probably the top three. And then, you know, yeah. how far is he at this point behind Carl Towns? Is he super significantly behind him anymore? I don't think so. No, I think no, not at all. In these playoffs, having Chris Paul to just help him grow. Um, mm-hmm. I'm sure Chris Paul has made him cry, but he's been for the better for it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, absolutely. So, yeah, I'm sure there have been some crying sessions in there, and Chris Paul has made him feel about two feet tall sometimes. But, you know, uh, and I think Aiden said this in a press conference a couple of days ago that Chris Paul has been the best thing to happen to his career. Um, just showing him, you know, where to be on the floor, uh, proper ways, how to screen, how to screen to get open how to, you know, you know, lanes to the basket. So he, I, I think and, – and Chris Paul's had that effect on a lot of players, of course. I mean, but for DeAndre Ayton, I think he's – he's he was good before. I think that he was – I think he was underrated because I don't think people believed how good he was. Um, yeah. But with Chris Paul, he's been outstanding. Yeah, it seems like since he, like, he got suspended early last season, which is, you know, we say last season was a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. Pandemics. Um, mm-hmm. And then uh, – <laughs> Since like since he got back from the suspension, he was like terrific. He was awesome in the bubble. And they get Chris Paul, and he's even more terrific. And it's like, this is cool. This is really cool. Yeah. Um, I I like the Suns more still, and it's not just because of the fact that I loathe the Clippers. I think they're just like not a fun team to root for. They're not likable. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of still feel like the Suns are a better team. I just think like, how many more times can you depend on Marcus Morris and Reggie Jackson to help you win a game? Like, I don't yeah. feel like, I feel like that has an expiration date. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, you know, with Chris Paul, it feels like, you know, it's finally like, it's nice to finally see him healthy in a postseason series. I know he missed time for COVID protocols, but um, he's still freaking awesome, man. Um, yeah. I think I, the fact yeah. that like Chris Paul has so much shit, GLK, good luck Kyle, who's like, you know, worked with us in the past, said he'd mm-hmm. come back on when the Pistons won the lottery. I know. Oh yeah, he'll be here. We're, we're gonna get him on. We got it. We yeah. got it. <laughs> um, said that you know he said he listens every week. So we'll see when I get that text message tomorrow. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know he's not a big Chris Paul fan. I, I understand his points. I understand people are like you know you hear these stories about him not being a good teammate, and then like you know people but like you hear this from people who are like who like Mark Morris Peterson. Like okay, like mm-hmm. tell me how much David West appreciates Chris Paul. Right. Was would David West be an all star without Chris Paul? Right. I don't I no. love David West. Love yeah. him. We all know but this. It, but Chris Paul made him an all star. Right. Just like he did for James Harden. Yeah. Just like well, James won, Harden was an all star already, but just like he, he gave, won James he Harden as MVP. <clears throat> uh he, he won him as MVP. <clears throat> Sorry. Yeah, he did. Absolutely. Yeah. Had a frog Absolutely. Um by the way, where's Brooklyn at? Home. <laughs> Hey, you know, Durant was at a freaking Yankees game the other night. So, yeah, you know, man. hey, 
he's enjoying the time off, I guess. Yeah, as he I should. better not say nothing too loud. I mean, he may start slandering me on Twitter or something. Yeah, he probably will. So. Dude, he yeah, like I just hated that Nets team. I just hated them. So like <laughs> seeing them lose, like I was not disappointed. Yeah. Um, you know, obviously it would have been cool to see the Lakers and the Nets go at it because I think when healthy, those were the best rosters. Even though the yeah. Laker roster was super goofy. And God, Laker fans are going wild right now. Like, oh, you know, they might trade for Damian Lillard. I'm like, guys, every team just saw Kyle Kuzma in the playoffs. No one wants him. No. No. Yeah. You put him in a package and they're like, uh, now we're good. <laughs> we're they like good. send the package we're... back with Kuzma's. Yeah, they send it out. They're like wrong address in the back. <laughs> Return to sender. Does exactly. not live here. <laughs> Yeah, my wife and I just bought a new house. We're doing a lot of that right now. Yeah. Yep. This this is they don't live here anymore. Yeah, mail back. forwarding people do it. Mail forwarding. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, um next topic uh on our board. Uh and I'm gonna take a deep breath before this one. Uh Scotty Pippen. Um, Scotty Pippen. Uh if, if you haven't had a chance to check out the Dan Patrick <sighs> show or the clips, um just type in Scotty Pippen in your Twitter or your Instagram or any other social media that you may use or Google um, and check out the comments that he had uh, for Phil Jackson. I'm, I'm just going to paraphrase, um, but the, I guess the tall and short of it was that Dan Patrick was asking him questions about Phil Jackson uh, because Pippen had came out and said that the last shot, uh, if you remember when Jordan retired um, and Pippen was the leader of the Bulls, I believe that was 94, 94, yeah. 94, 95. Yeah, uh, 93, um, 94, yeah. Or 93, 94, there you go, 93, 94. So when Pippen was, became the man of the Bulls, um, they were in a playoff series verse, and Tim, you can help me with this one. Was it the, the Knicks? Was it the Knicks series? Uh, I believe it was the Knicks series, yeah. Okay, yeah, because the Knicks beat them in that series to play the Pacers. So is that same series as the Pippen dunk on Ewing? Yes, yes, absolutely. So uh, in that series, if, if I don't, and I mean, I'm old enough to remember it. Um, Tim, are you? Uh, a little bit, not as <laughs> a little well. bit. <laughs> He's like, I've seen clips. I've seen clips. <laughs> so in that series, uh, and I remember it because I mean, I was I was uh, in high school and remember it. Um, there was a play at the end of the game where Phil Jackson designed a play for Tony Kukoc to take the last shot. And Pippen opted to not be on the floor and sat out. Um, and Kukoc hit that shot to win the game. Now, I believe that was Kukoc's rookie year. Um, and mm-hmm. Scottie Pippen, I guess, was – I'm, I'm going to assume – I can't. I didn't go back and look at the record, but I would assume he was top five MVP votes yeah, that year. Yeah, I mean, Because he was phenomenal he was, that he year. He was incredible I mean, he, that year. Yeah, he had an incredible season. Um, so – I guess Dan Patrick was was asking him about his comments about uh, when they designed that play, Scottie Pippen felt that that was racist of Phil Jackson uh, because he designed a play for Tony Kukoc, uh, who was a rookie, and he was the guy who had led that team all year without Michael Jordan. Um, So then Dan Patrick said, okay, so are you saying that uh, Phil Jackson is racist? He's like, oh, yeah, I'm saying he's racist. Now, this is like, like, I'm all right with that. Yeah, I'm all right with that. Um, so then, um, I guess they went on further in that conversation to talk about, um, 
you know, taking the last shot and then Michael Jordan passing the ball to Steve Kerr and talking about what they said on the bench. Yeah, so what they were talking about on the bench where if you've seen the clip where Jordan is sitting there on the bench, they designed the play, and Kerr pipes in, he's like, "Uh, if they collapse on you, I'll be open, I'll be ready, blah, blah, blah. Scottie Pippen goes on to say that 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 was rehearsed. Like, that was a uh, part of the script, I guess, because of Jordan's camera crews being there. Um, But that play was designed, I guess, for Steve Kerr. (laughs) I, I think that's what he was trying to say. But I guess the long and short was that he was trying to say that Phil Jackson was a racist, that, you know, uh, the shot that Steve Kerr hit was designed for him. And Michael Jordan scripted that conversation because it was Michael Jordan's film crews that were filming. And I I really kind of got lost in the conversation um, because Scotty was a, he seemed to me, seemed a little off. Um, it, it didn't seem like this, like a Scotty Pippen that we had heard, we've seen, you know, be a commentator on ESPN. Now he said some pretty crazy things, mm-hmm. but nothing like Paul nothing George, to that extent. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but nothing to that 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 extent. Like he he was not denying that Phil Jackson was a racist. He was not denying that all this stuff was was put in place because he was a racist. Um, I didn't really know what to think of it. I, I was kind of, I mean, it was kind of hard to watch. I know that we were texting each other. It was really hard to watch. Um, but I, I wanted to kind of get your your thoughts on it. And, and like, I don't even, I mean, you're being a Bulls fan. I mean, you kind of, you that's that's your childhood. Like, you, that, those Bulls teams and all that stuff, Phil Jackson, Michael Jordan, like that, that's, you know, I mean, it's my childhood too, but but you were a Bulls fan. Yeah. And what, are your, what are your thoughts about all I've said a million times, like, you know, as great as Michael Jordan was, and, you know, there's a reason he's in that conversation that I refuse to have. Pippen was always my favorite bull. Um, I think, you know, so it's, it is difficult, man. And I don't ever want to like say, like say something about a guy's not racist or like is racist, but that's really not, I I just, I don't like that. Um, Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. It's just tough. Um, But you know, I, I sometimes often wonder because I certainly agree. I think the last dance made Pippen look terrible. I think it did. It, it did. I would atrocious. agree with that. You know, made him look like he was an asshole and that he didn't want to try and all this stuff. And like, I wasn't cool with that. Yeah. Because it's one of my childhood idols. Right. Um, but I will say that, you know, for those who follow this stuff really closely, um, Scotty's had a pretty terrible year personally. Um, yeah. He's had an awful year personally. First awful. Off, his wife is Larsa Pippen. I mean, yeah. God, that's whoo boy. Right. Man. And that's a, that's a whole bag of worms himself. Yeah. That's yeah. That's a can of worms. You don't want to open. Yeah. Um, then, you know, one of his sons passes away. Scotty mm-hmm. jr. Is I believe in the NBA draft. Um, so, you know, so he's, you know, he's got a lot of shit on his plate right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I, I wonder if like all the tra- the tragedy just kind of like, has gotten to him because I've gone through tragedy and I know what it can do to a person. I didn't go out and accuse anyone of being racist by any means, but right. um, I can understand like that's just kind of like messing with your mind and just mm-hmm. like making you think things. And um, you know, he's got this book coming out. That he's talking about like his side of the last dance and what he saw from working with Michael. And that breaks my heart because I like to remember Michael Jordan, Scotty Pippen thinking they're best friends. Right. Um, you know, that's how I always felt like, you know, I was like, yeah, you know, that's how, that was my childhood. Absolutely. Uh, 
Yeah, like when you're like get older and you're like, wait, Penny and Shaq had moments where they didn't get along. I'm like, like they didn't. They did. Yeah, moments they didn't that. like each other. Yeah. Like what? <laughs> yeah, I thought that's sort of the Jeter and A Rod. Everyone, everyone, right. <laughs> every other duo was cool. Um, yeah. But it's just it's a tricky situation and. You know, normally you see these athletes, former athletes that do this, and it's like for publicity, and it's crazy, like right. Tommy Brown and all that stuff that just happened recently. Like, right. But I don't think that's what this is for Pippen. I think that it's just kind of like maybe he's been holding a bunch of stuff in for a while. Yeah. Um. You know, he's he was posted pictures at the end of the social media. Is like, I guess he was at like a Henny party that you know, so maybe that might have played a part. What was he doing in the DePaul locker room? Was that ever explained? I don't know. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure, but I, I do agree with you. Like, I don't ever want to, I never want to dismiss anybody um, as crazy. Like, I, I just don't, mm-hmm. I don't like, like that. Um, and, and I, and I take it back to, and it's, it's crazy. I'm, it's, it's a weird correlation, but it was something that Dave Chappelle said when, I guess when he quit the Chappelle show and was talking about, you know, people calling him crazy. You know, he goes, he goes, I'm, I'm well-educated. I, you know, I've been very successful and people were dismissing me as crazy. Like, like people don't understand what celebrities go through and what they survive to get where they're at. Right. They're not, they're not crazy. Like they, they have survived a whole lot of stuff in order to be the success that they are. So I don't want to dismiss him as being crazy. I don't, you know, I I hope, and, and you brought up a great point. He's had a ton of stuff going on in his life and, and, and I don't know if those are just his true feelings or he just feels like I'm just going to let it fly because everything's kind of in a, in a, in a, in a tailspin. Um, but when you, when you say that somebody is a racist dude, like that's, that's pretty bold claims. And especially for, for someone that's thought so highly in regard in the NBA stature as Phil Jackson. And on, on top of that, like, it's not like, Phil hasn't coached high-profile black players. Right. I mean, that guy has – he's arguably coached four of the top 15 greatest players of all time. Like, it's not like he hasn't had to deal with black players every year he's coached. As no. a player, he played with black players. Like, so when you go out and you yeah, he just played say with Clyde. That, he played with Clyde in New York City. Like right. That's what I'm saying. Like, like, so so for you to go out and say somebody is a racist, like that's those are some pretty bold claims. So I don't yeah. know what's going on. And I, and like I said, I don't want to say that he's he he's gone crazy or anything, because I don't want to be dismissive like that. But you know, we've all had stress that we've had to deal with. We've all had things that we've had to do, and it changes your mindset. Like it. It can have an effect on your mindset for sure. So I, I, I hope that that's the case. I hope it's something where he's just having a really, really bad just like series of, of, of weeks or whatever. And hopefully, you know, I mean, maybe he does think that way. I don't, I don't know. But like when you when you throw out the racist claim, man, like that's you're, you're going into deep waters. You're going into really deep waters. So, um, you know, I, I don't know. So just moving on from that, because I, I just think that that's kind of a sticky and, and touchy subject, and it made me feel really weird and awkward. Um, <laughs> I know what you mean. <laughs> kind of the um, last couple of things I want to talk about really quick. Uh, and the first one is uh, the, the two biggest coaching uh, moves 
And I know there have been three, or actually there's been four. God, there's been a lot. Um, but we don't have to discuss the other two. <laughs> um, so we've had Chauncey Billups uh, headed to Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had Rick Carlisle, which I was very, 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 very happy about, going back to the Pacers. Um, we've had a we got a new coach in Boston, and I can't pronounce his name. Jimmy Udoka. Udoka. There you go. Um, and then we had right. Jason Kidd go to Dallas, correct? Mm-hmm. Which, oh, uh, yeah, I'm going to leave that one alone. Um, <laughs> so, so we had four four big coaching hires. Um, you know, of course, to me, the 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 biggest one for me, of course, is Carlisle because the Pacers are my team, and, and I think that he does an excellent job. And I'm, I was sad when he left That's the exciting. first time, uh, and I'm happy that we were able to get him back. Usually, don't get second chances. Uh, hopefully uh, the Pacers organization doesn't mess up this one and gives him everything he wants. <laughs> um, how the other one, though, that I want to touch that on really... How about, the fact right, the central, how about the fact in the Central Division, the Bulls and the Pacers are the two best coaches? Yeah. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah, well, well, Mike, <laughs> I know Bud's playing uh, coaching in the Eastern Conference Finals right now, but he is terrible. Yeah. He's he, so yeah, bad. He, I, every time I see Coach Bud, it looks like he's going to cry. Like, yeah. I always feel like he's got tears about the verge from his eyes. I'm like, what's he, what's he sad about? Like, you're up thirty. <laughs> it's like, like I tell you, like I think he, I feel like he looks like like a, a gym teacher who just like had a really <laughs> tough time with the freshman class, and he's like, God, that's rough. And the seniors come in and they're like, they're they're just there because the free credit for PE. That's, and... free... <laughs> that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my gosh. <laughs> But really quick, um, the the big one I guess with to me was the, the Chauncey Billups hire. Um, the, the name that was you know the two names that you had heard with Chauncey Billups and Becky Hammond I guess were probably the two that I had heard. Um, some people were saying that Dame Lillard was big on Chauncey Billups. Um, then of course you know you had his assault case come back up from '97. Um, and, I and people didn't were, know about. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I, I one, I don't remember it, and I don't, uh, you know, I don't don't recall it. Um, but you know, I, I think that people try to I, they try to discredit anything that happens, like in history wise, and not you know don't look at what he's done since. Like Chauncey Billups has been, uh, I mean, he's been an NBA analyst. He's been an assistant coach. He's done, you know, charitable things. Like, you look at things from 97, like, I, I mean, I'm not saying that you forget everything, but, like, I don't even remember that case. Don't recall um, it all. Right. So, um, but I guess my question is, is you go with Chauncey Billis over Becky Hammond. Um, what, what's the thought process behind that? Billups has only been an assistant for one year. Uh, Becky Hammond is arguably, you know, studied under the, one of the greatest NBA coaches uh, in Greg Popovich. What makes you make that decision to go with one and not the other? Yeah. Uh, real quick before we do get into this, uh, Penny Hardaway did announce he's going back to Memphis. He will not be coaching Orlando Magic. Oh, he did announce that. Yeah, and apparently Larry Brown is now going to be on the Memphis staff as an assistant coach. So, Larry Brown? Yeah, so he'll quit in 20 games. Don't worry about it. Don't get excited. <laughs> See his time at SMU when they were phenomenal, and he was like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. Like, Your team's 
balling. Your, your team's, you're, they're incredible. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, I think Chauncey has kind of been one of those guys you kept hearing about, even when he was, because I mean, he, if you remember, he interviewed for the Cavs GM job after David Griffin left. Yep. Yep. So his name has kind of been circling around for a while. I have no idea what to think of it because I just don't know his coaching style. You know what I mean? Like when people do this whole thing, like, you know, Penny Hardaway, like, well, is he going to be successful in Memphis? It's like, I don't know. I think he'll be able to recruit and get kids, but I don't know what offense he runs. Like right. every year they're in the top. Yeah. Every year in the top, they're in the top 10 of the country in defense, but um, you know, so it's kind of a wait and see thing, but I do think the fact that like, I feel like former players always get this like, this like thing over them where it's like if they're mm-hmm. not successful and this was a bad idea like yeah um you know not to bring baseball back out of this frank robinson got fired as the indians manager and i was like what like yeah so or when tony perez got 44 games with the reds and they're like yeah, yeah that's, that's right yeah and he got he got the out i remember that yeah i forgot about that actually mm-hmm. um so i think that you know it could work um you know, I knew, you know, this thing was like Lillard, I guess, put it out there. He was pretty open that he wanted Jason Kidd. Yeah. And he was, he thought that Jason Kidd would be awesome. And uh, obviously, you know, Kidd out of the blue withdrew his name. Seems like now we know why. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think Chauncey being the fact he was an NBA champion point guard, I'm sure that's attractive to teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure that's the fact that he was a very good two-way player brings a lot of eyes. And, you know, he was on the Clippers coaching staff who were, you know, could potentially play in the NBA finals or depending yep. how this, these next two to a couple of days go. So yeah, man, I think that it's just kind of like a thing in the air. Um, I hope it works out, but I just I also feel like Portland's just a terrible organization. They just like, will always find ways to not win. And yeah. um, it's just, you know, some franchises are that way in all sports. Yeah. It just happens. Um, you know, I think after this past postseason, you know, CJ McCollum is kind of shown like what, what your ceiling is with CJ McCollum as your number two. So, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's great. Um, yeah. You know, and if this is true that Dame Lillard is very upset and he wants to leave because, you know, at first I was like, yeah, okay, whatever. And then when Chris Haynes is reporting it, you're like, yeah. Oh, I got to listen to that. Yeah. Then you, then you got something. Then, right. then there's some, smoke. Sure. then there's some fire with the smoke. Absolutely. Yeah. But I think we've done this forever too. Haven't we? We're like, you know, uh-huh. they didn't win again. You know, they've got Dame Lillard and, I totally dig the idea that he wants to be loyal and stay in Portland and win there. But also at some point, when does it feel like it's like that bad relationship when like your buddy is with that girl who doesn't treat him well. And he's like, mm-hmm. no, man, you don't understand. Like behind right. him, we're great. Yep. It's like, I don't know, dude, like eight years of this where you guys keep getting balanced. You have one Eastern conference finals trip. You guys got swept. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, I would agree with that. And, and at some point and I, and I get it that he wants to be loyal but at some point man like your your window to be great in the nba is not i mean outside of lebron who's been great for 18 years but for most players the window for greatness is so small like for you to waste all these years and i'm not saying he's wasting them but but to to be at the level he has played at for all these years and not have any rewards for his play like yeah I, I, you know when do you decide okay enough's enough yeah you bring up a great point about like the window because for every like guy that's like not lebron or michael jordan mm-hmm. or like kareem bill jabbar mm-hmm. like you know we all love kobe bryant we loved kobe as a player his mm-hmm. shoes are right here you can see him in this video mm-hmm. was he really great his last three years in the nba like right yeah pretty good you know he had was some great pretty nights. good right 
but great i don't think so like he just wasn't you know wasn't the typical mom but like he had the instincts yeah sometimes your instincts and your body do two different things and like i think so i think as we saw a lot of that um yeah man so i'm curious to see how this is all going to shake out um i do feel like there's gonna be some big shakeups in this offseason especially with no free agency so Mm -hmm. you know and as we know history tells us in the past you know decade if a player puts out that he doesn't want to be there, you're trading them. You may say they're you're not going them. to, but you're trading yep. them. Yep. Um, so, yeah, man, I hope that uh, it would be cool to see Dane win a title there. I just don't think they're going to happen. No, I, I, I agree. Um, I, I agree 100%. I, I think at some point he's got to cut his wagon and, and try to find a team that's going to put people around him or that he could be put around that's going to – get him to where he needs to be so but let's yeah, talk about I, I rick carlisle man this is exciting for you like this is awesome this i know is dude great. i'm excited is, you know you're gonna I, you have a good point guard you have a, you have a franchise player yeah um you know you're gonna get karis lavert back hopefully for a full season yeah I, i'm excited man and, and you know I'm, I'm hoping that the full off season with with lavert and brogdon and Sabonis, um you know and i think that i think aaron holiday is going to help us um a lot more than he did because I think he was just now starting to find his I agree his role his way um so I, I you know and we hopefully we get Jeremy Lamb back who will be healthy who missed you know you know TJ Warren also missed so I'm hoping that those guys I'm not sure if they're I think they have one more year on their contracts I believe so you know I'm I'm excited if we're able to keep that group together uh with Rick Carlisle um and as the coach you've got a lottery pick. Yeah. And we have a lottery pick, which I'm pretty sure is going to be Corey Kisper from Gonzaga. Well, they, yeah, I was <laughs> funny. You said I was texting with GLK on Twitter on Twitter. And he was telling he was saying that that's who they think they're going to pick. And I had read, I had read that name, which he would be phenomenal. I would I would love to have that kid. Yeah. So he's, I, uh, I think he fits the Pacers mold. He does. He does. And we talked about this too. Like, like every playoff team has a guy that can knock down shots. Mm-hmm. You got to have that guy. And for the Clippers, it's been you know Reggie Jackson, uh, Devin Booker. Like, like you got to have a guy that where you can swing it and a guy can knock down shots consistently. So, um, I, I'm excited. I, I'm hoping that that fall. I hope he falls to us. Now that, that would be great. So, yeah, I think like I don't know because this draft, I have no idea how to read like the people I talk to normally aren't saying a thing. Everyone's yeah. playing close to the Chester's draft. I don't get it. Um, yeah. It's a pretty good draft, but like, well, yeah, I was going to say this draft is pretty phenomenal. Like you guys have Jeremy lamb. Like what if you guys got jeans book night, AKA Jeremy lamb too. Right. Like, UConn <laughs> played shooting guard, super athletic, like super athletic. Yep. Yep. <laughs> book, book night was like my favorite college player to see in person for like a couple of years there. Like when he was at UConn, I loved yeah, yeah. when I got a UConn game. Like, when I went to Charleston, I saw him play. I was like, Oh, this kid's, this kid's. Yeah, kid. he's he's nice. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah, nice. he's nice for sure. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, man, I think all the pieces are like there to put together a good team. They're not strapped for cash, uh, especially no. now that Old Depot's not on the books. Um, yeah, I do think at some point you're going to make that Goga Miles Turner decision. So yeah, yeah, at some at some point we're going to have to make that decision. And, and um, I mean, I do like Miles Turner. Um, defensively, I think he does a great job. I just think that he, 
it, it's in spurts still. You know what I mean? It's not like it's it consistent. Like it's it's one game he's phenomenal, and then one game he disappears, and then the next game he's hurt, then the next game he comes out and he's got, you know, you know, nine or ten rebounds and four or five blocks, and then the next game he's non-existent. Like, I, and I think that's been the big change between him and Sabonis because it's more time. They were splitting a couple of years ago; those two were splitting time, and then Sabonis became just more cons- a more consistent player until he worked himself into an All Star. You know what I mean? So he was constantly giving you 25 and 12. <clears throat> so, you know, I don't see that. Miles Turner, um, I don't think Miles Turner still plays consistently. Now, defensively, he's been he's been really good, um, but I don't think he's been consistent enough uh, at, at other things in order for us to – we're going to have to make a decision. So yeah. I, I'm not sure. Um, but it's exciting times for you guys, man. It um, is. I think last year they really underperformed and a lot of that was injuries and stuff like that. So it'll be cool to see the Pacers at full strength. Hopefully soon we're talking about the Pacers and the Bulls running the central. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I I agree. Uh, Last bit of news we got here, Timmy D the announcement of the USA basketball team. I'm going to read these names and this is what you're going to do. Producer Tim, you're going to tell me, Oh yeah. I like that guy. Or, eh, not big on him. Bam out of Bayou. Thumbs up. Bradley Beal. Love it. Devin Booker. Love it. Kevin Durant. Very excited. Jeremy Grant. Like him. Draymond. I like him for Olympic-style play because there's going to be some teams he's got the, like, big, big, big body. Mm-hmm. Drew Holiday. Love it. Zach Levine. You know I love it. I was going to say. <laughs> you know I love it. <laughs> uh, Dame Lillard. Yeah, that's going to be fun. Kevin Love. I'm actually okay with it. Okay. I know a lot uh, of that people was the aren't. big one for me. So, so what are your thoughts on Kevin Love and why you – I mean, why do you like him on the USA roster? I think a lot of it is that he's been playing with Team USA since he was in high school. Yeah. So, like, he's got familiarity, and I think that's something Brian Colangelo really, really cares about. Um, he's won gold, so, you know, yeah. he's been there. He knows, like, he knows what it takes. Um, you got to think with guys that are – you're hearing a lot of guys not playing for their respective countries. I think Luca is going to play for Slovenia. But, you know, Ben Simmons just announced he's not playing for Australia. Um, having guys like Kevin Love who have been there and know what to do can really go, go a long way. Yeah. Good deal. Chris Middleton. I like it. Jason Tatum. I love it. Love yep. it. He's only going to get better too. from this. Absolutely. Is there anybody that you thought would be on the roster that didn't make it? Um, you know, that's a good question. I didn't put a lot of thought into it, honestly, like I right. normally do. A lot of it was just because of, you know, the strange off season and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, for those. So the cool thing about this is, you know, for those guys like Booker who are playing deep right now, they'll still kind of have their actual off season. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be like, you know, the bubble teams that played the, you know, 45 days after or something like that. Right. Um, so that part's great. Um, so I love the roster. I don't really know, like, you know, when, like I saw it the first time I was like, Oh, they're going to win gold. And like yeah. people, people were like, you know, they might be able to pull off silver. I'm like, what do you mean? Might when like you put Kevin Durant, Bradley Beal and like, 
you and me out there, I still like our chances. Right, I was going to say. <laughs> like, you, give, um, you give me Durant, you give me Durant, Booker, and Beal, like me and you, I'm like, hey, I, I take I my like, chances. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm good. Um, the thing that I'm really fascinated by is, you know, like the starting five will be tricky. And then, and then you're not that these guys care about those they're playing for, you know, uh-huh. um, that's, this is the thing that dream team started. I am blown away how many people don't care about the Olympic basketball team. Like, yeah, I'm like, I'm sorry guys that we get to see the best players on our team play against other countries. Like, yeah, I don't know why that's not fun for you. And like, you know, in 2012, we're like, all right, you guys want to put together Olympic teams. We got LeBron, Kobe and Durant come beat us. <laughs> <It's> right. Like, <laughs> yeah. So. I think it's fun. Um, I'm excited about it. So I yeah. think, I think they're just going to run through people, but it might be tricky, you know, like it's pop, you know, it's Popovich's first Olympics. It's, yeah. you know, how, you know, what, what is training camp going to be like for these guys? Cause I saw the 16 Olympic team play an exhibition at the United center before they went to Greece. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of tell that it was like, they were really learning a lot about each other still. Yeah. Um, they played an exhibition against um, I think it was like Portugal or something like that. Yeah. I can't necessarily remember uh, the exact country they played. But you know, there was a lot of like guy would make a back cut to the rim and the and the, they would miss the bounce pass and things like that. So you're like, oh, okay, so this is gonna take a little bit. Yeah. And then they, you know, they went to the tournament and they had a couple of games where they struggled and they had a couple of games where they played great, they got the gold and they kicked ass. So yeah, um yeah. I definitely think they'll win gold again. I don't know who's gonna give them fits. Um yeah. France, maybe. But, you know, I don't know, is Serge Ibaka being hurt? Like, what, you know, right. what's the status? Um, yeah. You know, Slovenia, like, who else besides Luka Doncic is going to be on that team that's going to give them, right. give them a chance to win? And then uh, Canada, you're like, oh, okay, Wiggins, R.J. Barrett. You're like, you know, that that's that's decent. But you're like, mm-hmm. that's two guys. That's all, so, yeah. You know, it's in uh, Spain, you know, that's not like, you know, Pal's going to play, and but Pal's 41. Right. Um, Ricky Rubio is going to play. I, I don't know if he's, if he's going to play or not, but like, I don't know. I haven't heard. I know yeah. Marcus is playing. Yeah. Does, does Ricky Rubio and Marcus all scare you against Damian Lillard? Lillard. And, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen Steph play. It would have uh, been awesome. Um, yeah. Just seeing him, you know, he'd have been worth those like 11 PM games on the internet. We got to stay up to watch. But, yeah. <laughs> um, it'll be cool. I'm really excited about it. Um, you know, I, I, I have full confidence that they're going to win it at all. But, yeah. um, you know, I, I got to see the other roster still, too. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I, I like the roster. I like the way they're put together. Um, and I do agree with Kevin Love as well. But one, you know, he, like you said, he's been a part of, of, uh, of the USA basketball program since high school. But also, too, he, he fits that style. Like, yeah. He, you know, he, he fits that style of international basketball really well. So yeah, like I mean, there's a reason Carmelo is the greatest basketball Olympian of all time. Like yeah, yep. you can make the case he's a top 40 all-time NBA player, but he's the greatest Olympian athlete of all like basketball player of all time. Yeah, I would say greatest Olympian athlete. That would have been a total insult to everyone. But, <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I'm excited for all this, man. I think uh, yeah, I, I I can't wait. I love Olympic basketball. I don't know why I do. I just always have been really drawn to it. Well, I think I, because when I was a kid, Penny played on the '96 team. Yeah, and I did, I was too young for the Dream Team. So the '96 team was like Penny, Shaq, Shaq, yeah, Arkley, Dream, team, Rubbish, Dream Team too, right? Yeah, Hakeem yeah, was yeah. on that team. Yeah, um, they were Reggie Miller. Like they yep. were. I had the poster yeah, in my Steve room. Smith, like yeah, they were. Yeah, they, they were, were filthy. Legit. 
plus the jerseys were dope yes i actually yep. still have i have my i have a penny hardaway champion team usa jersey oh nice i will be wearing yeah. it on the fourth of july oh yeah <laughs> but yeah like i i of course remember the dream team and even even when the dream team was being assembled like like people were complaining like oh that's just too much talent like i was like nah man nah, nah. we going awesome. up there we going for blood Oh, and we come back with the gold. Like I was excited. Like I, I couldn't understand why people would be so upset about it. I'm like, I'm like, dude. So I get to see Michael Jordan, Charles Barkley, Magic Johnson, Larry Bird, all on the same team. I'm like, what? What the well, heck is wrong with people? What is yeah. What is it? What do you What do you mean you don't want to see this? Like this is amazing. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's you know, going back. Yeah, going back to the dream team, man. Like it. It. Every time this happens and every time we're able to put this roster together for the USA team, dude, it's exciting. I I, I love watching team. it. I love watching them guys play together. And, you know, you, you, you very rarely get the opportunity to see the world's best players try to come together and win gold for your country. So, I mean, I, it's legit. Yeah. Did you it's see the women's legit. team too? Oh, yeah. Oh, they want the smoke. <laughs> oh, they are no doubt through. about it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I'm, I'm about to pull their roster up right now. The women's team is for sure coming for everything you got, yeah. and they will leave with it. Yeah. Like a little, well, me... like. Because I think it was like Asia Wilson, Diana Taurasi, and Skylar Diggins-Smith. I was like, okay, who else do you need at that point? Like. Oh, yeah. It's it's crazy. So, here, I'm going to pull it up. I've, I've got it. Well, you can just start it off oh, just with Brianna Stewart. <laughs> Elena Deladon, I'm like <laughs> Diana Taurasi. So I'm like, like just with just with those alone, you know what I mean? So yeah, so you go Ariel Atkins, Sue Bird, Tina Charles, uh, Collier. You go Ho Diggins Smith, Sylvia Fowles. Oh, that's my girl. Oh yeah, she she gets it. She's bad. Uh, She's a Hoover. Chelsea Gray, Ho Brittany Griner, uh, Jewel Lloyd, who's a dog, mm-hmm. Brianna Stewart, Diana Taurasi, and Asia Wilson. I'm like. I'm like, nah, yeah, this 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 is gonna be a wrap. Like, it's gonna, it's, it won't even be it won't even be fun. Like, they're they're gonna go out there and just smoke people. The two best teams playing basketball in the Olympics will be the U.S. men's and women's teams. Absolutely, <laughs> they are coming for it without all, question. It's without question. <laughs> yeah. So, man, on that note, bro, we're, we'll wrap it up. Uh, it, it's always good to to get on the pod, man, and, and discuss basketball with. The NBA going on. We got coaching changes. We've got USA basketball. I mean, it, it's it's a lot of stuff. But you know, we we this is what we do. We cover the NBA, and we have fun doing it. So, uh, if you guys get a chance, make sure you uh, download this podcast on your Apple Podcast, uh, and you give us a five star review. You can also get on our socials at Forty Eight Minutes NTWRK on our social media with the Twitter and the Instagram. Uh, you also watch this again on Facebook. If you follow us on Facebook and you're watching, please make sure if you've missed anything, you want to see our beautiful mugs, get on here and watch. You know what I mean? You can also get on our YouTube channel, uh, 48 Minutes Network YouTube channel, and watch it there as well. So uh, you got all kinds of avenues to see our pretty faces and listen to our beautiful voices. So make sure you get on there. Also, like I said, if you get on the Apple Podcast. And you go to the subscribe button and you go to five-star review us. We love them and we appreciate them. We thank you for joining us and we will see you soon as the playoffs roll on. It'll be amazing. Thank you.